If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Gamers Podcast. Today we are going to be breaking down recent gaming news over the last seven days. We've got a lot to cover. We had multiple huge releases. We've got other big news. No time to dilly-dally. I am your host, Paul. Joining me, he can be found ignoring Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Spider-Man 2, ignoring Endless Dungeon. He just wants to leap around the jungle fighting dinosaurs and animals after his gorilla parents were killed. It's Josh. Oh! Isn't that Tarzan? <laughs> Maybe, but okay. I mean, they have nothing to do with each other, Paul. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a Tarzan game that came out this if week I, that I don't know if about? If I just beat my chest, nobody would have heard it and nobody would yeah. have understood. But you're right. I missed the mark on that one. <laughs> also, I should mention that we do not have Ryan for this episode. He is out this week. He is on an elk hunt. We will have him back at some point. We don't, we're not entirely sure how long he'll be gone. Probably he'll, he'll be back for the next episode. And then, Josh, before we jump into news, uh, you have a little bit of a plea to give our listeners. Uh, it's please, please leave us reviews. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, you know, joking aside, reviews really do help the show. If you've been listening and you haven't left us a review, this is your reminder. You know, pause the episode. If you're on Spotify, you can rate us five stars. If you're on Apple, you can actually click leave a, write a review and then you can write up a review. Um, but yeah, just remember it helps the show a lot. If you like what you're hearing, if you want to help us out, just, this is your reminder to go ahead and remember to leave us a review. Yeah, we would really appreciate that. All right. So let's start out by talking about the major releases from this week. In actuality, Josh and I really did play Mario Bros. Wonder. We did a first impression episode. If you want to hear our thoughts, go to last Monday's episode. We're not going to talk about that anymore here. Josh, I know that you also grabbed Endless Dungeon. I saw that you were playing in our Discord with a few people and you were streaming. I didn't get a chance to watch, but tell me and the listeners a little bit about Endless Dungeon. All right. Well, you know, I have been bringing this up uh, a lot and uh, kind of picking on you and Ryan. You and Ryan have adamantly said, yep. I'm not going to play it. I'm busy and it just didn't catch my eye, which is fine. I, not did you hear the list of everybody. the other games that released this week? I did. I, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it was a heck of a week for gaming, but I've had my eye on Endless Dungeon for a little while. So I treated myself. I said, you know what? I'm going to pick this up. I did. 
I know a lot of our listeners picked it up as well. There's been a lot of good conversation. I actually got to play with a couple of our listeners, which was a lot of fun. Love meeting new people and playing games with them. Um, shout out to Cryptics and Joif because, uh, hey, we had a good time, man. But I'll tell you what, without getting too in-depth here, I am having an absolute blast with Endless Dungeons so far. It is exactly what I was hoping for. It is chaos. It is roguelite. It is a tower defense. There's all kinds of fun stuff to discover and different weapons and upgrades and abilities and all this stuff that I love. So I, I really can recommend Endless Dungeon if it sounds like it might be up your alley. So between you and other people in our Discord, everyone seemed to be enjoying it. I checked Steam. I was a little surprised that the user rating is 70%. That seemed really low to me. So I went through to read some of the negative reviews, and I was kind of curious to get your take on these. So it seems like there's a lot of confusion about progression. A lot of people seem to say you only get progression if you're the host. Other reviews, people said, you guys just don't understand. You can get progression, but you have to like unlock a certain character and do something a certain way is is that like a confusing part of the game it it is um to be fair i mean this is by no means a perfect game it is you know it just released so there are some issues the developers come out and said hey we missed the mark on allowing progression for people that are in a hosts game so it's it's interesting because you you still obtain currency and you spend currency to upgrade your characters and to upgrade the station and stuff like that, and weapons and that kind of thing. So you keep your currency. What you don't keep is like some of the other progression, like unlocking characters and things like that. So if, if we're all three playing together and I do the requirements to unlock a character and you're with me, you don't unlock that character. Once you okay. go back to your game and the developer has come out and said, Hey, we agree. This sucks. We're fixing it. It's going to take us a few weeks to do that. But they, they've, you know, they said, Hey, this is what we're fixing. So, mm. um, it's not hard to unlock the characters to be honest. Um, but I mean, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, we played for probably three hours the other night with me and two, two other people. And those two other people did not get the progression that I got because they were playing in my world. Uh, okay, I could see why that would kind of tick some people off. Yeah, and then I guess people who are long-term fans of the Endless games, because there's been several, mm -hmm. a lot of them said that this one is too easy. It's not as strategic as the old ones. But it looks hard when I watch videos. I'm a noob to this game, so I'll be honest, I am finding it to be pretty difficult. Um, I die a lot, and it's a roguelite, so when you die, you're done with that run. Um, I actually <laughs> enjoy the difficulty level, so I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe they're just professionals at this point and they've got everything down to a science. Um, but I think the difficulty is great. And you know I like difficult games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So interestingly enough, neither of us picked up Spider-Man 2 to Ryan's chagrin. He is our, our Mr. <laughs> Spider-Man fan. He's got his waiting on him when he gets back. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't really speak with any kind of authority on Spider-Man 2. I will say that my son asked me three times during the day, Will you buy Spider-Man 2? And I just kept saying, dude, I just bought Mario Bros. Wonder. I just bought Jackbox Party Pack 10. Like, I'm not going to spend money on another game. Uh, maybe somewhere down the road I'll give it a shot, but neither of us have given that one a try. There's just too many games dude, coming out. There's a very easy solution to this, Paul. And, uh, you know, I know he listens to the show. Get a job. 
you know, if you want Spider-Man sure. 2, just go earn the $70 that you need to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Go illegally get a job. No, I guess you could like mow lawns, right? Yeah. Like that kind of work. Sure. That, that, that'll that work. All right. So I think we do also need to briefly mention Jackbox Party Pack 10. You and I are huge fans. We have been playing these for years, way before we started the show. We are huge fans of Quiplash, Drawful. Um, I own five of the party packs now at this point. We did get a chance to play a little bit last night. Anything in particular that stands out that you'd want to mention? I just, I love any kind of social game, any kind of party game, you know, so when we actually had a game night with a bunch of friends last night, had a really good time, and you brought your laptop so that we could play the new Jackbox Party 10, and it was a lot of fun. Um, These games, you kind of always know what you're getting with them. I don't know that any of them have been revolutionary. Um, I I will say I did like the texting game. That's Um, the one I was going to mention. That one was a hilarious game to play with a bunch of friends. I didn't like this. Yeah. I mean, but (laughs) I see, I love chaos. So for me, I was cracking up the t-shirt game. I did not like a whole lot. And then there was like a, I don't, this one was hit or miss. Like I really liked like one, I, we didn't play all of them either. So maybe I'd like some of the other ones. Um, but that's any Jackbox party, to be honest. It's like you get what, like five games, and I mm-hmm. always love like two, two of maybe them. three yeah. of them. And then the other ones, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play that part. So. A <laughs> little bit of filler. Yeah. The, uh, the, the text one, just to give people a sense of how it works, basically the game will split the number of players in half. And what will happen is someone is like, you know, narrating saying, hey, I keep getting these random texts from people. Can you reply back to this person? So that way they'll never text me again. Like you're supposed to like freak them out or insult them or be weird. But what's funny is that the half of the people who are playing can click and add words to this text message anywhere, but no one can delete anything. And so as you all start changing each other's words and adding phrases and adding more to this message, it always ends up devolving into not gibberish, but it's not going to make a whole lot of like grammatical sense, but it's still funny. You'll get little insults and phrases. Uh, we we laughed a lot playing it. It was. And then you you people will uh score it by clicking the words that they think were the funniest. And if you yes. wrote that word or that phrase, you get points for that as well. So there's definitely that like playing to the audience part. And mm-hmm. trying to be funny as well, but that was a new take, and I thought it was hilarious. It really it, that one I enjoyed a lot. And shout out to my wife for quickly realizing if you just add an S at the end of other <laughs> words, and then people vote, you get points also because you co opted that word. And uh, yeah, so she was uh, cleaning up until some people realized what she was doing. Yeah, <laughs> she was very strategic. <laughs> All right, and then finally, this is the release I couldn't wait to talk about. Josh, this took the world by storm. Look, if you're going to release a game against Spider-Man and Mario, it really has to be something special. It's got to be, be big. Oh, big, polished, amazing Super, story. Superhero-like, almost. Like I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. Godzilla proportions if you're going up against Spider-Man 2 and Endless Dungeon. Got to be huge. Got to be uh, legendary. Um, ultimately, this game called Skull Island Rise of Kong is Ooh. anything but oh, all the no. things that we just mentioned. <laughs> uh, this game is definitely in the running for worst game of the year slash gameplay Ever? that made Paul laugh the hardest on YouTube. I- <laughs> this game kept getting on my TikTok feed. 
And at first, I'm like, this is not a real game. This is a joke. This is not a game releasing in 2023. This is like a meme game, like walking simulator, making fun of Death Stranding. I was convinced. This is a real game, Josh. It costs $50. Oh, it is listed on, it's on consoles and on Steam. Like, this is like a big undertaking. This is a big release. And this is like the worst looking game I've seen in quite some time. I... I laughed most of the time I was watching this trailer uh, or this review. I mean, I did watch the IGN review on it. And I, I mean, <laughs> they, they, we, they called it Dull Island instead yeah. of Skull Island, which did make me laugh. Dude, it, this is the, the beauty of this is this isn't like one person that tried to make a game and just doesn't have like any capability. So they just, you know, they went pixel art, like very basic. I mean, I've seen some really beautiful pixel art, but it, this is like we tried really hard, like a a double a studio with graphic artists and people that know how to make games, but they were all just completely drunk the entire time and maybe showed up to work like one day a week kind of thing. Like during the game's development or something, I, I watched this entire nine minute review and this is one of the most atrocious games I think I've ever seen, man. Like, I don't know how the reviewer sat down and played this game. At one point he made the comment, the game is mercilessly short uh, at like five and a half hours. And he was like, thank goodness, because I don't know that I could have played it any longer. Well, and when you watch footage, the animation looks bad. The game looks awful. I mean, I the, people were saying that these graphics would have been rejected for PlayStation 1. All right, oh, they're yeah. not that bad. Oh, I don't but know. It looks like PS3 level graphics. It's at least two generations old. But then the gameplay is just so repetitive. It's like a three combo punch and a little bit of like a leap. But so this is all about King Kong, right? King Kong is supposed to be like Godzilla size, right? We have all these movies. <laughs> you mean he's not supposed to just be regular gorilla size? He's Hulk? just like a regular gorilla. <laughs> like wh- who wants to play? Okay, look, if you said, I want to make a game about the origin story of King Kong. Okay. I think you can make that work. That's a good idea. Don't make him a regular size silverback. That's running around punching little dinosaurs. And there are big ones too. I mean, not everything in this game is small, but it's just, it looks bad. It looks repetitive. They were poking fun at the skill tree where the IGN reviewers like, here you can unlock this ability that lets you punch and create pathways in the ground where there are rocks. Or you can put a point here where you punch a hole into a wall that has holes with rocks. Like all these abilities are very similar. I just can't believe that this is like a real actual game. I it is a real game. Um, I highly encourage everybody out there to go watch the review or the trailer because you will understand the heinousness that this game brings uh, to, to the world. Um, and it like it is the the closest comparison I can give to this is this makes Gollum look like a AAA title. Like, honestly, like Gollum came out and was horrible. People have heard the news on Gollum. I mean, they had to issue an apology that they used an AI chat GPT to write (laughs) and it messed up the name and all that stuff. So there's been some serious mess ups in the gaming industry. Kong makes Gollum look like a game of the year. And that is not an exaggeration, you guys. (laughs) Oh, man, it's that bad. (laughs) If you want a good laugh, just scroll through the Steam reviews. So I jotted down a couple phrases that kept popping up. 
Uh, one review said, I'll never be as brave as the people who thought this was acceptable to release. Uh, another person said, this has to be a money laundering scheme. Like, cause oh. it's not, it doesn't even seem like a game. Yes, and I'm it's like, it's just Ooh, a front. That could maybe, be. maybe it's a front for something. Hilariously dismal. I saw on multiple reviews. One positive review and all the positive reviews, just spoiler alert. They're all negative yeah. reviews yeah, oh, that are yeah. just ironic. Uh, one person said, I liked how the graphics reminded me of Clay Fighter 64. Very nostalgic. <laughs> like <laughs> about- when you're, when you're hearkening back to like, 1995 or whenever clay fighter 64 came out like that is so old yeah i just i'm sorry to the developers of this game or you know the the poor prison workers that they forced into making this game i I don't know (laughs) this is not something we see very often it's really funny that's why we're bringing it up again go watch the review or the trailer for this it's like watching a train wreck honestly yeah absolutely so needless to say, we will not be deep diving monkey.exe. Uh, we're going to go ahead and let this one pass us by. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a short break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Josh. Next thing to talk about here. You know, I feel like we just keep talking about Assassin's Creed but like we have to they keep popping up in the news stuff is popping up left and right this week we got a 9 minute video from ubisoft that it highlighted assassins creed nexus which is on vr it is the first entry of the series to be in vr and the game's creative director kind of like walks you through what is this game going to feel like how do the graphics work what's the gameplay like and you get to see quite a bit of gameplay which i do love it's not all just talking about it I will fully admit, when I first saw this and launched the video, I immediately started rolling my eyes, expecting this to look really stupid and to just get on here and trash it. But I will say that I found some things kind of surprisingly interesting in this video. I have not gotten excited for a VR game in a while, and this one actually has my attention. Um, I'm with you. I I just kind of went, oh, it's Ubisoft. Okay, Assassin's yep. Creed in VR. I get it. Roll my eyes. Yeah, but but then they started showing off like the parkour and the combat and the like. The I'll tell you what, I love like making people do like height in VR that haven't experienced VR before. Like there's Richie's Plank experience where you put them up on a skyscraper and watching people's yeah. reactions, leaping off a rooftop into a hay bale or doing an assassination in VR might be one of the coolest things you can do in VR, to be honest. Like this game actually has my attention. Now 
there's not many games out there where I would go, I would throw up to play this game because I do get motion sick in VR with the full, full motion. I might risk like a (laughs) hurl or two to play this game, to be honest with you. Well, one of the things I loved because that was one of the very first things I thought watching gameplay five seconds in, I was like, I don't know if Josh would play this because he gets motion sickness, but then they actually addressed that in the video. And they said, look, we've, we're very conscious about that. We've built in all these things that are going to combat that, that you can activate if you want. And I don't know how effective they are, but the fact that they're at least aware and trying to fight those things, I thought was a good sign. They talked about how when you jump down into a bale of hay, they can change it to do tunnel vision. So I guess if the image is smaller, you're less likely to feel nauseous. They also said you can turn on where you can permanently see a grid of where your floor is. That I thought was Yeah, because that'll like trick your brain so you actually know, okay, I'm seeing other things, but I know where the floor is. And I feel like that might actually kind of work. That gets rid of your fear of heights because your brain, I've done it, man. Your brain starts freaking out when you're, when it thinks it's way up, like on the top of a skyscraper or on a roof looking down. Yeah. And even though I know I'm standing in my office, there is still that moment of like, I have to jump off this roof. And my brain's mm-hmm. just going, no, you're not. You are not jumping off this roof. And then not safe. so by, by making a grid where your actual real floor is, I, I think it kind of fixes that problem. So I, I will say I have to give them kudos on how much they tried to say, hey, even if you get motion sick or you have a fear of heights, you can play the game. The problem for me on all that stuff is I feel like it just neuters the game at that point. Like, why would I play this game if I have to have tunnel vision and a grid on the floor? I don't, I don't, the grid I don't need, but you know, yes, there are things that reduce the nausea level, but then it's just like, I can't, I'm only seeing a tunnel. Like, I'm not seeing everything yeah. around me at that point. So like, I just tend to avoid them regardless. Cause I know I'm not getting the full experience. I know you can get used to the nausea. Most games have not made me feel like I need to do that. But man, this game looks cool and I'm kind of <laughs> interested and in like, I mean, what's being sick a few times, right? <laughs> sure. It's like how I'm lactose intolerant. I'm still going to yeah. eat pizza and ice cream. I'll just deal exactly. with it. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> um, I will say that the parkour looks pretty darn fun. Yeah. The idea of being able to see that in first person. They also talked about how your character can fling yourself so you can actually like move your hands and throw yourself horizontally or even push off and shoot yourself backward off a wall. That stuff all looked pretty incredible. I will say that the footage, I believe if I remember correctly, they said it was captured on a Quest 3. It was, yeah. The resolution and all that still doesn't look great. Like we've talked about that before. VR at some point, they're going to have to do something where the resolution can start to look crisper. Because even in watching this footage, it still doesn't look all that great graphically. But I will say it looks to run pretty darn smooth. The parkour is obviously central to Assassin's Creed. And I will say that VR seems to be a really good avenue for the stealth stuff. So they were showing how... As an assassin, you can like move your head and look at cracks in the wall to see guards on the other side. Super cool. That is awesome. That works really well in VR. They had a guy where he had his hands on the corner and then he was peeking his, I keep moving away from my mic, like doing the actual (laughs) movements. But like he, you know, he was peeking his head around a corner to like scout this alleyway. And I was like, okay, this is immersive. This is really neat. The one thing that we always forget when we're watching these videos is when you are in VR, 
everything is cool, man. Everything yeah. is cool. So watching it on just my computer monitor does not translate to how freaking amazing this would be if you're actually in the headset and things are 3D and life-size and all that stuff. And so it's hard to remember that what you see on a TV screen or a monitor screen is it's going to be way cooler when you're wearing the headset. Now, I'm with you. I wish that resolution and stuff like that was a little bit better because it looked a little cleaner, but it's still that kind of cartoony. Mm -hmm. It's like VR graphics. You can just tell. Like It's hard to describe, but you can just tell. It's got like a signature look and feel. Yeah. Yeah, there was other neat stuff. You know, they talked about combat. Obviously, a lot of this is going to be assass, you know, uh, uh, assassinating people. You can pull a trigger and it's going to expose your hidden blade and you can use that to stab someone for like a silent takedown. But they also showed kind of like what we saw in Mirage where you can do these combos. So maybe you'll jump off a ledge, stab a guy with your hidden blade, turn, throw a dagger at another guy. And now you're like fighting with swords. They did say in the video, the combat requires a lot of time to learn because you are actually moving your hand as if you're holding a sword. And when I hear things like that, my gut reaction is that's gimmicky. It's not going to function all that well. They seem to say it works really well, but you have to learn how the system works. You have to learn how to time like these parries and, you know, swing a sword and whatnot. I'll say that this one had me a little more excited than I normally am for VR titles. I, I tend to just ignore VR at this point. I feel like it was kind of a flash in the pan. It was fun. I'm kind of waiting for the next revolutionary thing. I don't know that this is going to be revolutionary per se, but it. I will say they made a very good nine-minute video that made me want to play it. Yeah, I will say the combat is a straight ripoff of a title called Until You Fall, which I have and I have played a pretty good bit. It actually works really well. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's on the level of Until You Fall, but they straight ripped off the mechanics of that game. So <laughs> you do have to direct your sword to block in the direction that their attacks are coming from. Now, they really telegraph it, so it's not super hard. But what you do is you block a few attacks, you hit them a couple times, and you break their guard. And then that's when you go ham. That's when you can just combo your heart out, really do a ton of damage. You probably wind up killing the guy. But from firsthand experience, that melee combat system works really well. And I, the second I saw it in this, I was like, you guys stole from Until You Fall. <laughs> but I don't that, blame them because that game actually works really well. Does that game also have bows and arrows? Until You Fall? Yeah. Um, no, it's mostly just melee combat. I mean, you might okay. get... A, I don't. It's been a while since I played it, but I think it's just straight melee. Okay, so maybe that'll be like one little wrinkle here because you do have a bow and arrow and they showed you can like as you're jumping from roof to roof, even while you're in the air, you can pull out and shoot, you know, arrows at, at guards. Yeah. It did seem like they have some pretty creative stuff in there or, you know, maybe built upon what some other you know developers have done first. All right, moving on to our last story of the week. There is an upcoming horror experience. They're not calling it a game. <laughs> that always worries me when they call something an experience. It's like, oh, yeah. so it's not a game is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's game adjacent. It is called Don't Scream. It is made by two indie developers. This week, we got a gameplay reveal trailer. By the way, their YouTube channel only has 310 subscribers. So, um, you know, go look this up and give them some love. The video itself has over 20,000 views. But the way that this works is it's like a 90s camcorder inspired found footage experience. Think putting on 
or uh, think like Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it's, right? it's exactly what it looks like, to be honest. 100%. The gameplay twist here is that you have to have a working microphone on, and as you play the game, they're going to hit you with jump scares. And if you make too loud of a noise, like screaming, then the game will automatically restart and put you back at the beginning. I think this is a very cool idea, but I will say the more I thought about it and the more I watched the video, I started having a little bit more trepidation of how it's going to play. But what what are your impressions after watching this? Um, I will say that they made this game in Unreal Engine 5 and it looks photorealistic for the most part, like at least in the trailer that they showed, I was like, dude, this feels like I'm walking around the forest, man. Um, I I love what we're seeing with this unreal engine five stuff and how realistic these graphics look. Um, I was, I was hooked on this, this trailer. I, I mean, legitimately it was creepy. You're walking through the woods, you're hearing stuff. There's scary sounds. There's, there's bodies swinging from a tree. You're walking through a graveyard at one point, but the, it's like from the 1800s. Like I was just like, Nope, Nope, <laughs> Nope. Oh man, this is creepy. And then I, I, you know, they, they did show one jump scare at the end. It got me. I jumped. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's coming and it uh, you still do. gets you. Anyway. You just don't know yep. when it's coming is the thing. Um, and so I watched the video and I went, this looks great. And I'm a little bit with you where then I kind of went, I, I dug a little further and they're like, hey, this is an experience. It's not a game. It's only 18 minutes long. Your yeah. whole goal is to not scream during the 18 minutes if you do the game resets. And then I'm like, okay, but how long can I walk through the woods for before this starts to get old? How many jump scares can I get through before I, like, I'm just on my guard at that point? I will say... The thing I love the most, and we talked about this a long time ago when I think we covered Phasmophobia, I absolutely love that developers are starting to target microphones, dude. Yeah. Like, it's such an underutilized thing in gaming. Like, you know, we don't need in-game chat. We have Discord for that at this point. What I want are games that react to me talking, whether it's uh, GTA. Was it GTA where you could yell at the guy and say, you know, you could rob give them me faster. the money. Or, yeah, and yep. you could rob them. Fa- mm-hmm. Give me more of that. Just Dead figure Island it too? out. What's that? De- Dead Island 2. Oh, yeah. You could yell at zombies and they'd start running toward you. Yes. So, I mean, it's such an underutilized thing. I absolutely love that idea. I'd like the fact that this whole game is predicated on that. Um, so I really like what they're going for. I just, this needs to be like a five to $10 game because I feel mm-hmm. like if you get through 18 minutes and you don't scream, you're probably never going to touch it again. It's only fun if you have like a friend come over at that point and you're I like, hey, dude, them. come play this. And then you watch <laughs> them do it. So here's the thing. Being an 18-minute game, it's going to play exactly like the trailer. The trailer is two minutes of trying to lull you to sleep, where I'm not saying it's not interesting, but there's no action. You're walking through creepy woods, right? It's atmospheric, but there's no real sound. Nothing's happening. You're not interacting with anything. You're just walking around creepy woods. And after two and a half minutes, you get a very loud scream in your headphones which will give you a heart attack and you're going to probably yell. Um, And then the trailer just ends. So it's like, okay, so is this going to be like nine jump scares in an 18 minute experience? And then that's it. That's a little underwhelming. So I can see why they're calling it an experience, not a game. If the price is right, maybe it's fun to just dabble into and see. I I would like to see developers take ideas like this and carry it further. 
I would too. And I'll call it right now. This game is going to absolutely explode on Twitch for like a week. So if you're a Twitch like streamer and you need something to, to you know entertain your viewers, this is yeah. absolutely what you want to pick up. And then it's going to be, like you said, I, I said a week, but you're probably right. It's like once people have seen it once, I think they're going to be like, okay, that's funny. We're going to get some good clips of people getting the tar scared out of them. And then that's it. I, I like what they're doing. I'm not trying to slander this game at all. I just, the price needs to you know, incorporate that this is not a game, this is an experience. But I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind trying it myself. I, I mean, if like I said, if it's 10 bucks, I'll pick it up for $10. I like getting scared. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely much more up your alley. I could see you playing this with your daughters as well. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 could, I could see that for sure. All right, well, that wraps up everything in regards to this week in gaming. We do want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there. As a reminder, please make sure to hit up our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. That'll help support the show and get some perks. Also, follow us on socials everywhere at VideoGamersPod. We'd love to connect with you guys there. And then until you tune in next time, happy gaming. Ryan, you better bring me some elk jerky. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and goodbye, everybody. And hungry. (laughs) All right, see everybody.